Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept, in order to cultivate great perseverance and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. Now, for those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday. We actually had a thought piece just drop this past Sunday. So definitely make a point to check out our website and read some of what we've put out there. Also, if you're out and about and you're on the go, take us along with with you. We're available on 10 different podcast platforms and we've provided the links in the description down below. Now as is the convention, definitely be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello everybody and welcome back to our channel. Now for those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness and education on a week by week basis and this week our topic of discussion is mental wellness. Now before jumping into today's segment, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that we are now going to be going live at least twice a month every month until the foreseeable future and we've provided you a bird's eye view of the themes that we will be covering on our discussion style forums for the rest of 2021. Now we are excited at the chance of having real community and cultivating community around these concepts and philosophies that we would like to build into how we see ourselves and how we frame the world's around us in order to create lives that are more fulfilling and that are more intentional. For those of you who want to participate in our community on an ongoing basis, rather than just purchase your one-time ticket to a given life event, we offer you our package plans. Now with our package plans, you get over and above the live events that we have planned. We also want to put together webinars and workshops to help cultivate some of the soft skills and some of the critical thinking required to live life intentionally and fulfilled. So definitely when you have an opportunity, take a look at our package plans, take a look at the themes and the concepts that we're hoping to cover on a month by month basis. By December, we'll have a sense of the calendar for 2022. And we look forward to engaging with you. Again, like if it is the case that you wanna participate rather than purchasing the one-time ticket, if you get a package plan, you get to take advantage of those sweet, sweet deals. And we all love those. <laughs> now with that said, let's jump into today's topic. Like we're going to be talking about focusing on 
you. In other words, we're going to be talking about how necessary it is to put ourselves first. And I need to say this, and honestly, I, I wish that I could maybe change the scene and maybe be on top of a mountain, but I figured that that kind of hyperbolism probably is not going to have the same effect given that it's still recorded and you're still watching it in the comfort of your home. But I don't think that there's anything that I can say more loudly, more assuredly then we all have an issue in our society with putting ourselves first we are guilted if it is the case that we make a choice that puts ourselves first especially if you're a female if you have the audacity to put yourself first like you are ostracized you are demonized like people just don't like it and I am for one someone who feels like the need to push back like you don't like that I'm putting myself first you don't like that I care about my mental physical and spiritual well-being well then why should I care about you and your opinion and uh, that's really my stance on this and this is going to be fun and lighthearted. I'm not going to be too serious about it because I think the topic is serious enough in and of itself that maybe we need a little bit of comic humor injected in this discussion but if you are someone where when you put yourself first you are met with judgment and people turn their noses down on you and people call you selfish because you want to have your best interest in mind recognize that those reactions are about them and their comfort with having put themselves last in their lives and that does not need to be your slogan nor does it need to be your frame of reference your worldview and i think that oftentimes we are in spaces with people who are so embittered and resentful from having always put themselves last that they make it their lifelong mission to ensure that everyone else puts themselves last as well and like i'm sorry if that's been your normal your whole life but to want that norm perpetuated despite the fact that you know that you are miserable and you know that you feel resentful and you know that it is not done well for you by way of your mental emotional and physical well-being then you know that in and of itself is something that you need to work on on your own journey but we don't all need to follow that path and I think sometimes we need to take a moment and reflect on the regrets and on the pain points of the generations before us we need to think to ourselves well how can I do things differently and I've been watching a lot of content and it's the reason why we're talking about this video and it talks about like having a mentor and like making sure that you don't make the same mistakes that they made. I think that we live in a very radically different world right now and I think sometimes when we think about mentorship we, we assume that the environment and the landscape is the same and because it's the same someone else who's been there who has gone through those hurdles can advise you as you push through specific hurdles but I think that we're disrupting everything. Every industry has been disrupted, every way of working is being disrupted, even you know everything in our lives are kind of being blown up and gives us an opportunity to recreate and to do something different and if we have this opportunity to recreate and to do something different then maybe if it is the case that we reflect on how things have been done in the past it's more so like how can we ensure that we don't do it the same way because I am not someone who thinks that the way things have been done or were done even up until very recently like the last couple of years is something that I want to model or I would ever want to perpetuate in an environment or in a work environment in any environment that I plan on creating and sustaining moving forward so I think because of that we need to put a lot less weight on the wisdom of, of those before us if it's not to learn specifically from their mistakes with the intention of 
building something different always like let's focus on evolution which means like we don't expect to have the same hurdles we don't expect to focalize on the same obstacles we don't expect to value the same things so keep that in mind when you're seeking the advice of someone else because we're here to create a new and build something different and starting with the way that we value ourselves this is it was a bit of a tangent but we're circling back so find a way to value ourselves and put ourselves first in every space and setting that we're in so so let's kind of just jump into it and this is going to be point by point i don't know if i'm going to number it or not if it's going to be like five ways to put yourself first i think that that trivializes the topic just a little bit so i'm just going to cover a few perspectives that i have by way of valuing yourself and i think one thing the first thing that i want to talk about about putting yourself first is putting yourself first involves shedding the mindset that being valuable to others it means being self-sacrificial and there is a way that we celebrate the the person who kind of puts himself up as a sacrificial lamb and who like hurts themselves for the benefit of everyone else and kind of celebrate people who do that and i am someone who celebrates the person who's like you know if i do this like maybe it might win the day but it will destroy me personally and i'm not not going to win the day if it means that i'm self-sacrificing myself we need to celebrate those people more and there's a recent example of it in the olympics when simone stepped down because she recognized that going for the win would be sacrificing her career in the long run and there were so many people who had adverse opinions about it and i was just like this is because we celebrate those who put themselves sort of down as a sacrificial lamb and that's that's really warped you know that's a really warped very very disturbing expectation to put on someone and to be angry when someone doesn't self-sacrifice themselves i think is very very, very unhealthy. And I don't think any of us should be very clear on like, if we go on a certain trajectory, it will destroy us in a certain way, but everyone else will be happy. Like if that is something that you recognize as a clear thought in your mind, please just don't do it, right? Like who cares about everyone else being happy if it means that you're destroying an aspect of your future or an aspect of yourself in the process of doing it. And I think when you put yourself first, you, you realize how ridiculous it is for people to put the expectation on you to be like the sacrificial lamb. So I think that's the first point that I want to make because I am not someone who celebrates people who destroy themselves for the sake of the greater good. I think the greater good should always be in harmony with the preservation of self. And I think that often some of what is messed up in our societies is because like we ourselves recognize like our value to society is in like the way that we harm ourselves for the benefit of society but we need to maybe shift that worldview and be like well how can i benefit my society by preserving myself as well and like why aren't those two things always conjoined and if they're not how do we ensure that they are so that's the first point that i want to make on putting yourself first putting yourself first means always stepping out of the rank when it comes to being the sacrificial lamb and on being self-sacrificial like that is not a behavior that coincides with putting ourselves first and, and the second point that i have to make about putting ourselves first is it goes above and beyond external validation and i'm someone who thinks that external validation like wanting external validation for the things that you know mean something to you i think that that's there's something very messed up about that and i think that if you believe in something be confident in what you believe on your own right and so many people 
believe in something, but only feel confident in that belief if they gather other people to believe in it too. A lot of what has gone awry in our history stems from that way of thinking. If you believe in something, believe in it on an island. I don't need other people to believe in the things that I believe in for me to feel confident that the things that I believe are things worthy of being believed in. And that might be a bit of a tongue twister, but I hope that you get the point that I'm trying to make. External validation doesn't make you more right. And it also doesn't make you more wrong if your belief is a little bit distorted. So I think the best way to think about and to evaluate the belief that you have is to go inward and to think deeply about the things that you believe in on your own and to come to a conclusion on your own that this is that this belief means something to you and it's going to be something that you use to orient and to self-direct yourself. But to try to build crowds around the things that you believe in so that you feel good about the things you believe in, I think that there's something very distorted about that and we all need to learn to just feel great about the things that we believe in without seeking out external validation like if you believe in it believe in it whether the crowds are there or whether you're alone in a stadium like that is a true belief like if your beliefs are just based on people who agree with you then there's something missing there and I hope that that you I hope that you see that and that brings us to our third point which is like there is such a thing such as negative attention and I think sometimes we seek out negative attention because it's the only type of attention that we've received and I think when we learn our habits and we learn our tendencies we learn like what's healthy for us and what's not healthy for us i think attention is one of those areas that we need to do a lot of introspection as someone in my childhood who you know has gone on both ends of that pendulum swing by way of you know seeking up positive attention if i'm not getting that then i'll seek up negative attention and as long as i'm getting attention i'm happy it's important that like as you mature and as you grow up and you think about the behaviors and the reactions and the interactions that you have with other people you think about well what was healthiest for me instead of what felt good or what was gratifying in that moment and you realize that there's kinds of attention that you can garnish that is really just not good for you and you also are able to attribute the kinds of behaviors that you engage in that have garnished that attention that ended up being really bad for you and when you decide to put yourself first you decide that it's not going to be in your best interest to engage in those behaviors moving forward and you stop or you put a plan in place to stop those behaviors moving forward because you realize well you know what like I don't need this kind of attention like it might be gratifying for whatever reason it might scratch a certain itch but like it's actually creating a rash or it's actually like you know it's just not helping and it's not building me up right it's kind of it's the kind of attention that breaks you down and that chips away at you and I think that's important that we when we think about putting ourselves first we think about what kind of attention we need to stay clear of and coinciding with that like what kinds of behaviors we need to remove from our arsenal if it garnishes and generates that kind of attention and all of these are intertwined and it leads us to our fourth point which is about letting go of toxic relationships and I am someone who values relationships. I value relationships, but I've learned that there's always this ideal that is put in place for different kinds of relationships that we engage in in our lives, whether it's a familial relationship or whether it's like a, a, a childhood friendship, like there's a certain reverie that is built around it that makes us feel like we're missing out on a part of life if we don't have those relationships in our lives. And I think that because of this reverie, because of this ideology that is built around certain kinds of relationships, we stay in toxic relationships even though they hurt us and I think that when you put yourself first you recognize that regardless of the ideology or the idea that exists in the world that these relationships are happy and that they're healthy and that they're integral to our sense 
sense of personal development or their integral to a sense of being whole. That's not the case for everyone. And I think we all can speak to that. Like there are relationships that are idealized that for us, they're not the ideal. And because they're not the ideal and they're far removed from the ideal, they're actually very toxic and harmful to us. We can't have that. You know, that's not part of how we put ourselves first is by allowing access to those relationships in our lives. And if those relationships, regardless of how idealized they are by society, are not healthy relationships for you, if they're toxic for you, then we let them go because that comes with putting ourselves first. Even if it hurts a little bit because we can't partake in sort of the reverie, I think it's important that we recognize, you know what, like, if it's not gonna translate as the fantasy presents itself, and I think a lot of these fantasies, they're far removed from reality for the majority of us. We can build relationships that are perfect for us, built around healthy engagements and interactions with other people, even if they're not the relationships that society kind of deems as super important for our growth and development. I think each of us decides what relationships are important for our growth and development. We don't let some benchmark written by some unknown author decide what relationships are meaningful to us. We can create that meaning for ourselves. And I think part of how that translates just leads us to our fourth point is about putting value on our voice. And when we put value on our voice, we start to see the people who diminish our voice and who try to take away our voice and try to kind of put dirt on our point of view. When we look to others to put value on our voice, we will always feel unsure as to the value of our voice because everyone's going to value our voice differently. But when we start First, by valuing our voice and then aligning ourselves to people who, even if they disagree with us, still show and demonstrate that they value our voice too, then that's a better way of navigating the world around you. I think approaching life recognizing that your voice especially, but all aspects of you has value, period. It doesn't matter if other people see the value or if they don't, you need to just always feel confident that you always carry value with you in every room you go into and you line your yourselves with the environments and the people in the settings that recognize your value. And if you're in this place where you see that your voice isn't valued or you see that you're not being valued, it's a signal that you need to realign, right? It's not a signal that you don't actually have value, but if people can't see it, you need to go somewhere where they do. And the only way that you'll make that call and you're not going to allow your setting or the people or the environment to make you feel like maybe there's something wrong with you is if you start first by recognizing the inherent value of your own voice. And the last point that I will make today on our mental wellness chat on putting yourself first, because we want to keep it light. And I think sometimes when we talk about putting ourselves first, it can take us on a dark rabbit hole because we think about all the ways that we fail to do exactly that. But we'll end this on a light note is about happiness and fulfillment. And I think that happiness and fulfillment are non-negotiable. And I think sometimes we are managing and coping with different mental health issues or, or different circumstantial issues because there's something in our environment that we think needs to stay, despite the fact that it's chipping away at our happiness and our sense of fulfillment. And that's because we maybe haven't explicitly or intentionally put value on our happiness and our fulfillment. And I'm here to say, like, if you're in a work environment or if you're in a relationship or if you're in a setting that chips away at your happiness and your fulfillment, but you're trying to manage the fact that you're losing your sense of happiness and fulfillment by seeing a therapist or by taking medication or by trying to do all of these different things to manage the symptoms that come with being in a setting that makes you unhappy and that robs you of your sense of fulfillment, maybe it's time to think about like what sacrifices you need to make to make changes to those environments that steal away at your happiness and fulfillment rather than think about how you can you know build 
a toolkit around staying in a place and in a setting that robs you of your happiness and fulfillment. And I think that there's just such a disconnect because so many people are self-medicating or engaging in different behaviors to help them cope and better manage a situation that is not good for them and that doesn't make them happy and that doesn't give them a sense of fulfillment because they feel helpless. And they feel like, well, you know, I can't get out of this situation, but because it's hurting my happiness, like I'm gonna, you know, take a happy pill or I'm gonna do something else that like helps me at least not feel too sad and I think that like anything that robs away your happiness anything at all that needs to go it's not about managing yourself so that you can continue on living a life that robs away your happiness and fulfillment it's about making sure that you are always prepared to do the work that will maintain and protect your happiness and fulfillment I think that that's the note that I want to end this conversation on because it gives you food for thought and something to kind of think about especially when you think about your life and where you find happiness and fulfillment and how close you are to that or how far removed you are from that I think it's an important conversation to have with yourself and also thinking about like what changes that you need to make in your life so that you're always protecting your happiness and fulfillment because those two things I tell you they need to be non-negotiable so that was our chat this week on mental wellness I hope that you found some tidbits of wisdom that are helpful to you i hope that it gave you something to think on and of course i'm looking for engagement from you definitely like comment share this segment and we'll talk to you soon